I knew I had missed God. I had such a terrible feeling in my stomach, and I just knew I was, I knew it was wrong. Ted Winsley is a team chaplain for the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles. He's also pastor of a church in New Jersey. But Ted didn't always serve God. In fact, he spent many years running away from Jesus. I want to be a businessman. I want to make a lot of money. I want to be sexy. I want to be famous. I want to be a star. You watch and see what I do with my life. Chasing after this world makes me tired. Praising my own name leaves me dry. Even while Ted Winsley was avoiding God, God was waiting with open arms for Ted. And Ted shares about his journey of running away and returning on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. My co-host, Jim Kirkland, is out this week. After we hear Ted's story, Billy Graham will share a warning about the dangers of avoiding Jesus. It leads down to guilt and loneliness and separation and hell. And every step leads law. Every time you flee from the presence of God, you're in trouble. Are you running from God today? Do you feel that guilt and loneliness, that troubled feeling that comes when you know you're not following Jesus? We can help. Go to findpeacewithgod.net to learn how you can begin a relationship with Jesus or get yours back on track. That's findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. Pastor Ted Winsley is from Delaware. Growing up, his family was religious, but they weren't really followers of Jesus. Until Ted was in high school. My parents really got serious about their faith, and, uh, and it impacted me. And, um, you know, so around 16, I, I rededicated my life to the Lord and had a, had a real interesting experience at the age of 17. It was while Ted was watching a Christmas program on TV that he clearly heard God tell him, that his calling in life was to be a pastor. Didn't know what a pastor was. Um, uh, didn't quite understand uh, what was meant. And uh, sort of from, from there, my mother being uh, an educator um, said, well, you know what? Well, let's interview our pastor and we'll interview pastors. And we interview pastors all over the city. Um, I had met with about five pastors. And at the end of that interview, I was furious. And the reason why I was furious, because I felt like, oh, my goodness, this was a practical joke played by God on me. Um, Being a pastor is not a job. Being a pastor is a lifestyle. Who in the world wants to do this? You're always on call. They don't make a lot of money. They they have to constantly go to school, education, uh, all of those things. People are ungrateful. And I was like, oh, no, I want to be a businessman. I want to make a lot of money. I want to be sexy. I want to be famous. I want to be a star. Uh, This was not, I didn't hear any of that in the description. I'm out. And I told God at at 17 years old, you didn't call me to pastor. I don't want to do this. You watch and see what I do with my life. So Ted ran away from God and away from the call to ministry. And so my, my running really looked like for the next four years in college, uh, just getting involved. Really, my, my vice was women. Um, it was almost like what I was trying to do was sear my conscience um, from who I was by trying to be somebody else. Um, and, uh, you know, got a lot of venereal diseases and, and the, the last young lady that uh, I was sexually involved with before I met my wife, uh, winded up dying of AIDS. 
and uh, and so it, it was crazy um, just uh, realizing that I was out here just about killing myself, and I was doing it again through relationships. And, and I think also the other thing was as, as I, re- I knew who God was. So as I was running from him, I was trying to use uh, relationships with women as a substitute for his love. During Ted's senior year of college, his mom was getting really worried about him. So one day she invited him to come over, and when he got there, she walked him to a mirror and made Ted take a look at himself. And she said, um, who are you? Like, I don't even recognize you. And at the time, I had a goatee and um, had something done to my hair that made it look real uh, slick and cool. It's called a texturizer. Um, and, uh, and the crazy part was when she walked me to the mirror, I didn't know who I was either, which kind of scared me, but I didn't want to let her know that. I found myself looking into the mirror, knew I wasn't who I wanted to be. I was living life the way that I wanted, but my eyes reminded me I'm not free. Feeling some fear and anger, Ted left his mom's house and he decided to do something to get his mind off that brief moment of existential crisis in the mirror. So he called a woman who he'd been trying to sleep with. And as it turns out, she had finally agreed. While I was on the telephone, I heard God's voice again. And I started shaking. And here's what God said to me. He said, you're about to go to a place where you're not going to come back from. He said it twice. And the second time I heard it, I just began to apologize abruptly to her. And I said, look, I'm so very sorry for wasting your time. I'm never going to talk to you again, and I'm never going to see you again. And I hung up the phone. Ted decided to go tell a friend everything that had happened to him that day. So I grabbed uh, my friend Tony, and, uh, and we're walking. And I'm kind of sharing with him just like how dark things are going in my life. And again, remembering, you know, he was kind of with me in the darkness. Um, and but at one point in time, he he, you know, he was born again and was living for God, but was not at this time. Neither was I. And so we're we're walking into the student center, and I was just explaining just how depressed and dark I felt. And then we we both looked up, and on the door it said Bible study. And I looked at Tony, and he looked at me, and I just said, Yo, man, maybe this will make me feel better. We sit down. I'm sitting in the back. I feel, I, honestly, I was feeling like taking my life. And, um, and I'll never forget, I heard a familiar voice. That familiar voice was coming from the young lady leading the Bible study. Ted had seen her on campus years before during freshman orientation when she was in a friendly contest where people made fun of each other. I'll never forget in my head. I said, man, she's attractive, but her mouth was foul. She was cussing, and this is crazy. And I'll never forget, I said, oh, she's cute, uh, but she's vulgar. Um, and it's interesting that lost sight of that young lady. Until the Bible study. She probably had about 10 or 15, maybe 20 people in there. And she was teaching and leading the Bible study, um, except she didn't. Uh, when, I, when I saw her, you know, four years ago, she had a leather sweatsuit on, gold and uh, glasses, whatever. She didn't have any of that. Um, uh, all I saw was amazing. It scared me as well. When I looked up, I saw me. I saw me standing up there. Um, and, and then I put my head down and I began to pray. And I said, God, if you can change that girl. I want you to change me. And, um, and then at the end of the Bible study, she gave an altar call. I came up to the altar call, and I gave my life to Christ. And I got a phone number, and I married her. <laughs> so we've been married for 25 years. Uh, it was my wife, Dawn. You and I, we are living proof that there's no heart too far out of reach. God, give us strength to fight the 
pretty amazing. Ted began his relationship with Jesus and met his future wife on the same day. And that was just the beginning of what God had in store for Ted and Don. You see, as much as Ted's life changed on that day, in that moment where he surrendered his heart to Jesus, he still resisted the calling to go into full-time ministry. So after college, he climbed the ranks of the retail clothing business. I was a national sales manager for FUBU dress shirts and neckwear. And um, I worked in Manhattan, traveled all over the country, um, dealt with celebrities. Um, it was a blast. Um, and, and it was interesting. It was kind of what, what I thought that I wanted in my life, you know, um, money and, and exposure. But Ted still wasn't satisfied. As much as he loved his job, something was missing. So when the pastor of his church, Lamont McLean, asked Ted to think about leaving his job at FUBU to join the church staff, Ted was interested. But there was one problem. We did an interview, and I met with all the elders and everything. And then it came down to, you know, well, here's how much we're going to give you. And it was a $50,000 pay cut. And I was like... What? <laughs> and now, now prior to my, my pastor being a pastor, he also was a businessman. And so I'm like, okay, so this is a negotiation. So I started talking to him, and, you know, I'm in sales. Uh, and I'm saying, um, and he's like, look, no, no, you're, you're not understanding, son. Um, this, is, this is a ministry opportunity. This is not a negotiation. The salary is what it is. And I just said, well, no. And he said, excuse me? And I said, well, then no. And, and it was funny, even before he could say the next word, I knew I had missed God. I had such a terrible, you know, feeling in my stomach, and I just knew I was, I knew it was wrong. I knew it wasn't even about him. It, it was me and God, and I had missed what God was trying to get me to do or understand. And then I immediately said, okay, I'm sorry, Pastor. Yeah, I'll take the job. He said, no, no, it's off the table. And I said, what? And he said, because if you think that this is about money, you're going to hurt yourself. And he said, so here's what we'll do. I'll see you in six months. Ted's pastor wanted him to get his heart right, to be in it for the ministry, not for the money. Over the next six months, Ted was wildly successful at his job. But in the middle of that, he began to realize it was finally time to follow God's plan and become a pastor. And so after, uh, after six months, I contacted the, my pastor again. I was actually at Fort La- in, in Fort Lauderdale on the beach miserable, <laughs> you know, and, um, and I'm calling them just saying, what, how's everything going? What y'all doing over there? And, and I asked them, you know, is the job still open? He said, you don't understand, son. It, it's your position. You just weren't ready. Now that Ted was ready, he joined the church staff as a minister and as head of media and production. The church was in New Jersey, close to the Pennsylvania border. So Ted tagged along when Pastor Lamont was asked to lead Bible studies for the nearby NFL team, the Philadelphia Eagles. I was the guy that carried the Bibles. Uh, so one of the players actually said, man, we didn't even know you could talk because I, I was quiet. I just served. Uh, my pastor, we're 20 years apart. Um, so the interesting thing was during that time, I, I was around the same age as some of the older players. So it, it was interesting because the dynamic, uh, Pastor Lamont, amazing teacher um, and, and, and very intuitive. And it was interesting. I didn't even realize, you know, what was happening. But by the middle of the first year going, ending the first year, he looked to me and he said, look, I'm not supposed to be doing this. You are like, what are you talking about? And he said, you don't understand. Most of these young African-American players never had a father. And although, you know, they're enjoying the teaching, they're really not connecting. And he said, they don't want a father, they want a brother. 
and uh, and he turned the Bible study over to me. They can see it So, since the early 2000s, Ted has served as team chaplain for the Eagles players. He does one-on-one discipleship training, marital counseling, and he helps run Bible studies and a chapel service. Now, on a previous episode of this podcast, Ted shared a lot of good stories about some Eagles players coming to faith in Jesus. If you want to hear those stories, all you need to do is go to billygramradio.org and then search for Eagles Chaplain. That's billygramradio.org, and then search for Eagles Chaplain. Here's an example of one of the amazing things that Ted has seen during his time with the Eagles. It happened a few years ago. During one of the studies, um, Trey Burton asked about water baptism. And I said, well, let me, let me teach you guys about it. So uh, I, did a, I did a series for three weeks called uh, Water Baptism, Identifying with My Conversion. And uh, at the end of it, we had about 20, 23 guys in the study, and um, I remember Trey Burton was on fire, and he's like, let's do it. I was like, all right, great. I said, do what? So let's, let's, get, let's water baptize. There's guys that want to be water baptized. I said, great. Well, I'll speak to the there's other chaplain, uh, Herb Lusk, that does the coaches. And I said, well, I'll speak to Herb, and maybe we can uh, use, his, you know, use his church. And they were like, let's do it now. And do it now is exactly what they did. The team walked outside to the cold tubs. Those are pools filled with frigid water that players used to cool down after practices and games. And we were just, it started off with water baptizing too, but just the synergy took place. Next thing I know, um, uh, Michael Kendricks, uh, who had been really watching the faith of the other players, um, uh, jumps in the water. And so we wound up water baptizing uh, five guys and we kept it, I know I personally kept it quiet um, until Michael Kendrick in, in an ESPN interview uh, spilled the beans and said, hey, I got water baptized and here's the video. That video created quite a buzz in both the Christian and sports media. And then about a year later, another video went viral showing an Eagles wide receiver getting baptized in a hotel pool while the team was on the road during the season. And again, you can hear more of those stories on the previous GPS episode with Ted Winsley. Just search Eagles Chaplain at this website, billygramradio.org. So with all that Ted Winsley has been through in his life and with all he has seen while ministering to NFL players for almost two decades, we asked him to share a lesson he's learned from God. God's word is true, um, so much so um, that whether you experience the results of God's promises in this lifetime or not, your attitude uh, and your actions will remain the same. Real faith is sometimes you don't get what you think. <laughs> Sometimes God doesn't do what you think he's going to do uh, in the time you think that it's going to happen. But then the real question, is he still God? And will you still serve him? And does it change anything? Faithfulness, none can deny Through the storm and through the fire There is truth that sets me free Jesus Christ, who lives in me. 
about those questions that Ted just asked. Are you serving God? Do you have a real, genuine faith in Jesus Christ? When you decide to follow Jesus, your life will never be the same. We can tell you more about making that decision at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, we're going to hear from Ted one more time about how his experience outside of ministry has helped him as a pastor. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Jonah said, I'll go where I want to go and I'll do what I want to do. Billy Graham. If you believe Jesus, you must believe the story of Jonah. You see, Jonah was trying to find the will of God for his life. Now, he knew God's will at that particular moment. God had revealed it to him. God said, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Now, Jonah didn't like that order from God. He rebelled at the very thought of going to Nineveh. He said, I'm going to run from God. I can hide from God. And many of you are trying to flee from God tonight. And it leads down to guilt and loneliness and separation and hell. And every step leads law. Every time you flee from the presence of God, you're in trouble. You are not sure that Christ lives in your heart. You're not sure that your sins are forgiven. You're not sure that if you died, you'd go to heaven. If you have a doubt about it, you ought to settle it this very night. You're fleeing from God. Repentance means that you change your mind. It means that you're saying to God, I'm willing to change my way of living and turn from sin and start on the narrow road. You won't be perfect, but Christ will be there in the person of the Holy Spirit to help you to live the life of a follower of Christ. You cannot live it alone. Repent and believe. That's what it takes to become a follower of Jesus Christ. Surrender your sins to God and trust that Jesus Christ's death on the cross paid the penalty for those sins. You can learn more at findpeacewithgod.net. Again, that's findpeacewithgod.net. Our guest on this episode of GPS has been Ted Winsley, one of the team chaplains for the Philadelphia Eagles. Ted says he's grateful that some of his life experiences, like his time in college and working for FUBU, have made it easy for him to connect with the Eagles players. When my pastor asked me to come and assist him, I wasn't phased by the, the athletes or the glitz or glamour. I'd been all around it. I knew these were just regular people, um, and actually these were regular young men. So, so when I when I share with with the guys some of the, my exploits and and some of the, some of the, the crazy situations I had gotten myself into and and you know the the daggers and, and bullets that I've dodged and they could relate. Also, oftentimes their mouths were dropped uh, and they they realized, okay, I, I can listen to him. Well, we hope you have enjoyed listening to Ted as well. We want to give him a big thank you for joining us on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. And thank you for listening. You can find us, by the way, on iHeartRadio. Just search for GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. See, only you got me flying with you.
every heartbeat. 